On the eleventh day of drunk, Smith, my true love gave to me eleven Lizzo lyrics, ten million puns, nine Alice in space, eight spider balls, seven asshole birds, six cows a bonging, five cane toads, four friends with podcasts, three nicknames for Tom, two lushy ladies, and a bean bag to throw at Welcome to day 11 of Drunk Smith. 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11. This is uh, the half hour happy hour ladies night. I'm Alison Hayslip. I'm Maud Garrett. And for the next 30-ish minutes, I'm going to be looking at my water, wondering why it's not pouring down my throat. We may <laughs> spit some news. Oh, booze. You've been yeah. drinking booze for quite a while. And so sip some news. Some. Sure. Yeah. And, and of we've course... Got my mentor of drinking. Ment- <laughs> yes. Tom, I'm quite good at it. Tom Babes Ride Out beer. What, yeah, what is this beer you're drinking? It literally says Babes Ride it's Out. It's 805. But I did not realize it said. It does say Babes Ride Babes Out right on out. the back of it. That's my beer. Uh, we are also tea. drinking some glorious yeah. beer that our, our next and final Drunksmith guest has brought. Mm. Save the a best man, for last. A man is no stranger to Drunksmiths. No. Yeah. Not this at all. My, but for the this, f- is the, this is the hat trick. But this is your third, third. Drunksmith? Yeah. For the, third, for the first time, with yeah, you, with has a names that rhyme. Todd, Todd and Maud. And Maud. You think, you think Todd okay. First off, our guest Actually, is Todd it, Stashwick, the wonderful everybody. and only <laughs> Todd Stashwick. Oh. I now need to go back to the fact that Maud thinks her name rides with Todd. It does. <laughs> Maud? The Simpsons taught Maud? me it's Maud, Rod, and Todd. Maud, no. Rod, Maud, Rod, Todd. That's Maud. why. You're right. You're right. That's why. Todd. Do you not see that rhyme? And if you're in Chicago, we would say Maud. Maud. And yeah. Todd. Yeah. All right. So yeah, it, would right. it would rhyme. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in some parts of the world and the Simpsons. No, no. no. Wait. My name so rhymes with sword when I say it. Yeah. With what? So sword. 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 Yes. Maud. Maud. Sword. No. <laughs> Even if I try to make them rhyme. We don't, don't pronounce the R in sword. Sword. Mod. Mod. I sword. I, I conquered. <laughs> what? Todd, can you please yeah. explain to us this beer that you brought us? I'm Why, drinking what it. you're holding in your hand it's is got the handwritten numbers on it. Yeah. It's, it's apparently special. trouble. It, it looks yeah, awesome. I had a sip uh, and I grew body hair. It's a it's on my a, chest. It's a kick in the drunk. <laughs> parts um it's my drunk it's, parts. yeah it's really good it's uh, goose island brewery yeah mm-hmm. every it's year they pop out they pop out <laughs> they pop out drink that's a th- if we say we something wrong we got to drink they they put out <laughs> Mm. They By the way, are you drinking bourbon? the Basil Hayden? I'm enjoying the Basil Hayden. You know who brought the Basil Hayden? I don't. Your friend Troy Baker. How would I have known that? I, it, I, it was you were not supposed to know. Rhetorical it. question. Yes, exactly. Gun, I just head, wanted to be able guesses. to tell you that your friend oh, Troy Baker brought that. <laughs> who has a much more mellifluous uh, speaking voice than myself. Hold but on, you can say mellifluous, but you couldn't say put out. <laughs> I, ha- I have. I have. Yeah. I was going to say yeah. actually, out of all the guests we've had on this drunk Smith, actually, I'm going to say probably ever. Mm-hmm. You and Troy have used the most educated words yeah. on this podcast that have biggest, made me go. Biggest words. Biggest. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. Both of you say words that I'm like, this Very is an eloquent. intelligent person. Old. 
Yeah. <laughs> Old anyway, people read, the, you know. Yeah. That's who yeah, bought the read. Basil, Hayden. <laughs> the according... Basil. Basil. Yes, that's Basil. how you say it. So what are we are drinking right now? You are drinking No, because the... I'm British right now. Oh. I'm not Australian. Sorry. I mean, I can't tell when an American tries to impersonate. It oh, sorry. I'm not trying to impersonate you. The number you. one thing people will do, Australian, oh, good old mate. How's good it mate? going? No, I know the barber, I don't right? sound Australian. Right? I sound like... Noi. Um... Annoyed. What's her name from Killing Eve? This is how she sounds when JD she doesn't Coma. put on the Russian accent. <laughs> Who's now in no. the new Ryan Reynolds? Oh yes, the Ryan Reynolds movie about so, like a dude in yeah. a video game. Yeah, he's like oh, an yeah, NPC. That looks, that looks yeah. cool sort too. Yeah. So what you're drinking is Goose Island Brewery. It's delightful. The Bourbon County Stout. <laughs> <laughs> she and uh, it. it's it's, uh, it's like. It's it's blood. I mean, it's delicious. Honestly, it's so thick. Yeah, it's it's, it's thick. the thickest stout I've super ever had, and it's like tastes burnt blood. almost. It's like burnt. it's like it's so. But it has that little bourbon, uh, that bourbon afternote. Yeah. So I'm just doing bourbon as my form. This note. is a you, bitch slap yeah. in a cup. Yeah. Yeah. Bitch slap in a cup. It'll kick you in the drunk. Dude, no, it's great. It's fantastic. Thank you for that. That was really thoughtful that you brought. I don't think you've ever arrived to a drunk smith where you haven't. Nope. I think I did. We made a little cocktail first year with little maple syrup. And you brought a game. Oh no, we we opened a game on the on the last one you were. No, you opened a Lego. Oh, that was that. Speaking of, I think you would do. By the way, I just want to say we did get a Lego that I opened up. It's the NASA Apollo Saturn V. Unfortunately, we don't know who it's from. That's at least a foot tall. No, I know. But listen, this is the big Lego, and this is the thing that every year we get sent a giant Lego. I'm very excited about this. So this means that we're going to hit up our old buddy, Alex Ulrecht. Mod, you better be prepared for this. No, you're shaking your head, but you're going to do this. You don't like Legos? You like Alex? You don't like Lego? <laughs> you don't like Alex? <laughs> I like, like Alex. Live streaming television. I don't like Lego. What? What? Building blocks. Okay, shit. what we're going to do. Like Sims, I did the cheat straight up to buy a mansion. Okay, Maude, here's what's going to happen. Yeah. You're just you're just going to be a part of this. You just have to accept this fact. This is what's going to happen. I'm being told not asked, aren't I? Yeah, yes, you true, you but I... But, but <laughs> it's an A. You're going to love it. And I know you're going to love it. And if you don't... You know what? If you don't... Love it in the first 20 minutes. I will allow you to leave. As I'm we, not going to keep you. you I will we, not keep you. What? As we said with our Mod. third guest. What? What's it? What? As we said with our third guest, sometimes a one-player game needs moral support, and that is probably That's the fine. only thing I'll be If able you want to come by with moral support, I fully accept I like that. how she, she well, called Lego a game. Yeah, I know. <laughs> But we're well, we're gonna go a start on and a finish, and well, you can win a, and you can lose. Yeah, we're not gonna lose. We're gonna it's, go on caffeine, and we're gonna. It's build. always been an activity to me, and this, now it's uh, there's a winner. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna build <laughs> Saturn Five. Can make cleaning a game. Well, that's competitive. I that's guess true. you could do competitive Lego. But Maude, here here's the main part: is that we we build this live on oh. Caffeine.tv. Wait for it. We then auction off what we build on eBay and that's all cute. the money that we raise goes to some charity that the person picks. That's sweet. So that's what we're going to do. You're, you can't not be a part of that. Todd, Todd's, Todd says he's going to be there already. Todd, so yeah. I, oh, sure. I, and yeah. Alex. Oh my God. I'm Can Maude substitute Todd <laughs> from these things? It's long just, wig, baby. Still You're about, but we still, still need the person. Long vowels. <laughs> they'll never know. We need the person who sent long this people? to us to email us to let us know that this is from them because for that's whatever true. reason there was no note with the Amazon thing that arrived. So whoever sent this to us, email us. Let us know it's from you. Let us know what charity you want us to donate to and we'll build it on live stream. Maude will build it for us. Yeah. yeah. How do you two that's know awesome. each other? Who? Me, Me and Todd? Yeah. 
God, how do we know each Through other? Through me, Le- probably, and Alex. Leslie Kahn. Oh, shit. You're totally right. Oh, What's my gosh. What's Leslie Kahn? It's the, it's the <laughs> acting Leslie studio that I studied at where I met both Jim and Zach, the writers of Klaus, who were guests oh, yeah. on a few episodes ago. Oh, yeah. And I I was at that studio for long enough where Todd's name, Todd Stastrick, had become such a name that you hear at that studio. And then one day I'm in class and I find that Todd Stashwick is our substitute teacher. Ta-da. And yeah. he like I show up for my class that Todd is going to be teaching. And Todd is immediately like, Allison Hayslip, I have heard your name a lot. Apparently we're supposed to know each other. Yeah, and I was like, Yeah, what? there's there's well, there's people and, and I've I've expressed this to you. There's yeah. there's people that are like dark matter where like I I know they exist because of the the people I know that are affected around them that right. I've never actually met them. And there's been a few people in my, in the Nerdosphere and, and you were one of those people for a very long time that we knew. I knew everybody around you, but didn't, hadn't met you yet. Yes. Yeah. And then we met and we were instantly like, Ta-da. oh yeah, we're going to be friends. Wait, <laughs> to- that was totally. You. This yeah. is not suggestive in any way yeah. at all, but please tell me about your nerd dungeon. Oh, my nerd lair. Oh, it's a lair. It's a lair. Uh, it is. I'm new to like. Try to get that straight. Yeah, yeah come what on. Are they all, Todd, listen, I'm new to like been... caves, lairs, dungeons. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Todd, I've got to get them you've, right. You've been on like every nerd specific show out there. Like a, a good many. A good, a good many. A good many. But the reason I wanted to bring you on is because I, I feel like it's great for people to know that not only are you on these very nerd specific yeah. shows, but you have your own nerd lair. I do. In which you are currently running. Like monthly D and D games with my out friend of? Amy Vorpal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amy Small played it in the last game. Yeah, I yeah. But the, the, it, that's what's so amazing is like you run D and D games for people who want to do D and D but don't have the time commitment to do D and D to do D and D. Yeah, single yeah. like we call, the them, we call them one shots. Yes, yeah. you know that's it took cool. me three years of living in L A to find a D and D group because the openings just didn't exist and it was so hard to well, get into the click. The, the thing is, is well. A, a, a dungeon master is hard to find because everybody just wants to be a player because yeah. you don't have to prep no anything. No prep, right. <laughs> you just show no homework, up. yeah. To be yeah. fair, I still had to prep a lot for your game. You Well, you had to roll up a character. Yeah. The yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. That's that's the cost of entry to my right. table is right. you have to at least roll up a character. So usually yeah. D&D, when you play a session, it can last anywhere between sort of two and five hours. We do seven-hour games. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Now, a DM usually puts in half-hour prep for every hour of gameplay. Oh, interesting. So when you're doing a seven-hour mm-hmm. session... That's a 14-hour wow, prep for well, Todd. Over, no, no, no. Half of that. It's like three oh, I did it backwards. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did it totally backwards. I do backwards. it over. I, I do it over. Like, <laughs> I, but, well, the thing I, tr- I like to do is, is I like to have people roll up a new character for it, uh, especially if they've never played before. It's a great uh, sort of lays a bit of the groundwork so that they can kind of start grokking what's going to be involved, what mm-hmm. their stats are, what, what dice they're going to need to focus on per damage and whatnot but uh then i like to have their characters so that i can create the uh, little preamble personal to that game and then personal because you want the player to feel involved and they they should feel the stakes of why they're there and why they want to go on this adventure other than I like playing D&D. Yeah. But to go, I feel a little personally invested in the that, quest. That was the thing that was so shocking to me when I, because I, I think my, the, the one-off I played with you was yeah. probably like three or four months ago yeah. at this point. But you were like, this is how you roll up a character. This is what you're going to do. And I did all that. Oh, and we then, spoke about it on the show. 
yeah. But then you're a halfling, weren't you? I was a halfling paladin, which halfling everyone paladin. was like, "That's fucking weird," but go for Shoot. it. And I was like, that was "Yeah, a, that was a fun game." Yeah. yeah. Um, she, you but, saved the day. Yeah, I fucking won that game, bitches. What? <laughs> but like, two days before the game started, Todd sends out the like, "Hey, this is the preamble. This is the story you're stepping into," and I didn't. I mean, I I knew the other, or at least knew by name the other people that were going to be in the game with me but I did not know their character names so I'm reading through this preamble and I'm reading about various characters and it wasn't until all of a sudden paragraph four that I read about my character's name pops up and I went oh shit this entire story is about the five or six people who are about to play in this game and I had no rec- I like it just didn't click with me until my character's name popped up that all the other names I had read yeah. are the people I'm about to play with and that made it so much cooler I was yeah that's like, one oh, of my that's one yeah. of my favorite things to do is to is to personalize yeah. the yeah. adventure to the people that are playing so that there's investment and you're yeah. all going to be sitting together for seven hours and you want to Make sure that everybody wants to be there. Yeah, they only need to be. And if they feel that there's some skin in the game, then then they will go on the ride with you. Now, look, they all are gonna go on the ride because they wouldn't have showed up in the first place. Right. But I want to. I want other than you know the 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 dark ride of it all, where you sort of lock into the thing and you go. Uh, I want this story that we are telling today to even if I ran the same adventure another time. I will still retailer it to those players that day. Yeah. yeah. That's so, cool. Todd, I don't think you know this, but I run a campaign um, on my channel called Fungens and Flagons. And it's basically <laughs> dropping... Todd them. immediately got jealous of that name. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's about like, dropping all the rules. <laughs> it's, it's like what? It's dropping all the rules. Because uh-huh. I find that the hardest part and most intimidating thing about Dungeons and Dragons, uh-huh. especially in character creation, uh-huh. your proficiencies. Your plus sevens to rolls, your plus two to damage, but with your D6s and, you know, and it's yeah. quite a lot as an entry level. So what I like to do is really focus on storytelling and improv. Of course. So on the very first episode with my three players, I will get them to create a character on the spot simply by asking questions. That's great. And then from there, I figure out what their goals are. And through a 10 episodic arc, I will um, go through each of their personal goals as we go through the main storyline. It's amazing. And I've gotten the guys to do it before. And it's one of my favorite things, especially to do to friends that have no interest in it at all. Because I'm like, give me 10 minutes talking about this and running through this with you. They're obsessed by the end of it. Yeah, it's they great. love I their interested. character. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. You know, I find... Um, when people ask me, they're like, what is it? Because right now, there's obviously, it's kind of bubbled to a little more of the surface yeah. of, of, of nerd culture. People are, there's like 40 million people playing D&D now, which is more than is uh, ever yeah. before. Yeah. Nearly um, double of Australia's whole population. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when people ask what it is, uh, you know, immediately the quickest answer is it's improvised storytelling where the dice are there to determine the outcome of choices. That's right. it. Uh, and what I think is super impressive about what Wizards has done is they've really boiled everything down to a D20. Uh, like all of your choices is D20 plus this, D20 plus this, for, and then damage For the layman out the there, a D20 yeah. is a dice 20 with sided 20 die. sides. 20 sided so die. you can roll anywhere between Iconographically, and that's the other genius is you go, now when you see that shape, you immediately think D&D. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's it's and with Bungeons, yeah. it's like no rules, no damage, whatever. You can do whatever you want to do. 
Um, but a lot of the time I'll say, well, you'll need to roll higher than that. If yeah. you want to do a more basic thing, yeah. you don't have to roll as high. Or roll and if you get above 10, it works. If you get below 10, that's it great. fails. Yeah, and, that's, and, and there's your, 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 your ability checks as we go along. For me, I like the stats because it makes your character different than yours. And you then go, I'm not good at that. What are you good at? Great. Teamwork. We need you to do Instant that. Instant teamwork. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so keeping it relatively simple in terms of your status and your, uh, your, your uh, skills. And those numbers are pretty easy to add. It's plus one, plus five, plus seven. Yeah. Uh, those are pretty easy, and they're all in the same spot on the character sheet. So you're not really having to look too much further. Yeah. But but it is the thing, like, like clearly you're a very educated DM. Like, I was a person when I... Because the only other real RPG experience I'd had, like, with a dice-playing game was Titan's Grave, which is a show I yeah. did with Will mm -hmm. Wheaton back mm -hmm. in the day. But it wasn't... It wasn't fully based on the D and D books. Yep. So when you were like, "We're doing a D and D game," I was like, "I'm in that perfectly fine." But then you were like, "You have to roll your character," and I was like, "Ooh, it's just slightly different mm -hmm. than the last time I did it." And but you, we Skype. No, yeah, and you walked me through it, and well, the and other, that was great. What's really fun for me, especially, uh, is that's also playing. Right. We're playing yeah, D&D, &D, or as I'm prepping the game, I'm playing. Yeah. Like The game yeah. lives on so many permutations, and the event of it is more than just that day that we're Yeah, when table. you were like, you get to assign what, like, uh, basically what boils down to what personality traits yeah. you want to assign the most points to, yeah. I was like, oh, this is how I'm defining my character. And it will have an effect well, on the game. And you know what's so interesting yeah. is the game I played... I, the the one off I played with you, which Sorry. is by the way how I met our second guest, our second drugsmith guest, Troy Baker, <laughs> who was another human being, like literally in your nerd yeah, layer, was when I was, both of us were like, how do we not know each other? And now he's he was a guest on Drugsmith, but there was a there was another guy at that game who had literally never played an RPG game or dice based game at all, and he came in with this very fun character. And, you know, we play through the whole yep. campaign and then it was your birthday a few, like a month and a half or two months later. Yeah. And it was the first time I crossed paths with that guy again. Who's the I guy? What was his name? Uh, oh, God. Um, sorry. No, it's okay. It was like Craig or Brian. I'm sorry. Craig or, or Brian Craig? Was that was it Brian? Brian Ward? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Thank you. It's yeah. not Craig at all. It's not Craig at all. I think I'm sorry with Brian. My dry well, brain was like it's like so probably not. it was like uh, very simple Brian. dude name, you know I'm what I mean? Else. But yes, yeah. it was Brian. Yeah. Anyway, at your birthday yeah. party, I was we were talking about this one off and it was all of a sudden there when I went, "Holy shit. Your character had a pet badger." Yes. And we never used him. No. And it was just this thing that I thought of like two months later where I was like, why the fuck did we use that badger? We had this badger from we day don't need one. No sticking badgers. Or like mo minute UHF, one of this on. like one off campaign and then we just forgot about it. But I was like, shit, we had this badger we could have used this whole time. And it's so funny when you think about that stuff in D&D where you're like, wait a minute, this what? one like weird small yeah. dynamic that this person came up with defines the entire it can, game. It can send it off in another yeah. direction, yeah. What character do you like playing uh, when you I, get to? You know, I, I have this, I've been playing, so here's a brief history of for D&D for me. I was I was that kid uh, in 80, uh, playing D&D back 
yeah. in the day. So I had Jeez. the original player's handbook and all of that yeah. stuff. And I started the I started the D and D club at my junior high. No. There's there's pictures of me no like, no with my arms yes. folded like a boss with all my fellow nerds. You were the coolest kid amongst the the nerds. That is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. That's from the original player handbook. Yeah. That's the dude. That is amazing. Yeah. Taz like no shit. Shut my up. tattoos are um, from that. And so I uh I so I played for hard. I played it hard for a, a good long time. But then there was a thing that happened in the 80s called the Satanic Panic. Yes. Oh, and I thought you were going to be like, I, you lost your virginity. I was a victim <laughs> to it. No, I was a victim of the Satanic Panic. I'd gone to some I'd gone to some uh Bible camp that my cousin and I went to and the counselors convinced us it was a gateway to the devil. Oh and God. I came home like like a Ouija board or something. I'm like, I'm oh, going to get it out of my house. <laughs> and so I got it all out of my house. Really? Yeah. You I did that on your own because I of get, going to... I was just, I yeah. just got, I was young. I was no, like I, by the way, I understand. 12 or 13. Yeah, I, I was, was like, yeah. I was a kid. Yeah. And so I'd been playing for like, from like 10 to 13 and I was terrified now. And all of a sudden you were told wow. that it was I was terrible, told it was yeah. evil, but there was a big propaganda push. Were you also well, told that sex was evil? No... No, I wasn't. No, because at that age they it weren't was a even expected kind of, to it know was like, about it. Was it was part of like um, rock and roll and drugs and and like heavy metal music. It was there was a big push in the early eighties. Yeah, I mean, I have a, I have friends that um you know have very very religious parents, mm-hmm. and they were basically told that it was oh well, this wasn't my parents. No, that that's did this. different. My yeah. parents were like supplying me with my my dad <laughs> my dad built my D and D box oh, that I kept yeah. all my stuff in. It was and a priest. So, it was yeah. like, hey. You're going to hell. No, it was, like, but it was more, it was Protestant. So there wasn't even, oh, pre- it was oh. like counselors singing Kumbaya going, oh. you do know Dungeons and Dragons is evil. I'm like, okay. Uh, so <laughs> Did I your parents know. find out that you were kind of brainwashed? Uh, they didn't. They're like, okay, get rid of your books. I don't care. Like they oh. didn't. They didn't, didn't, really you didn't care. seem yeah. that scared to them when you told them. They're like, "Fine." If you seem really sort of, scared about it, they'd be like, "No, Todd, relax." Like, yeah, I got to get rid of these okay, things. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna get this evil yeah. from my house. Yeah, yeah, they probably didn't see it as yeah, a. Yeah, exactly. I have been trained to think uh-huh. this yeah. way, yeah. sort of thing. And so yeah. I, so then I gave it up. And then about a decade ago, I was at some audition, and uh, <laughs> Abraham Ben Ruby was talking. Oh yeah, he was talking Kubiak. about. He was talking about D and D. I'm like, what people? What? People are playing D&D again. So I wasn't playing it again, but I went on eBay and bought all my old books back. <laughs> so I was like, I'm, I'm going to reclaim my youth. And so yeah. I bought all the books as just like little, just to have them again. You're like, now and... that I know this won't taint my soul. Exactly. <laughs> or oh take my, my soul. It's worth it. Yeah. yeah. And so oh, I... Oh, Aristotle just shows the fortify. That means we have to drink. Bugger, I said And he also holds up the fortify sign. Mm-hmm. Stop saying it. Mm. No, I drink again, guys. She said it. Yeah, sorry. Oh, yeah. Son of a bitch. I know. Uh, I was like, what if. Mm, my bad. <laughs> uh, All right. So I bought my books back. Yeah. But I still hadn't played. You're loving that power, aren't you, Aristotle? Just quietly. What, yeah, what I know. Do? Is, it yeah. Like, is it like the secret word? Like, he yeah. writes it on so a bit of paper and holds it up. And when yeah. we see it, it's like, oh. Don't say it, but it starts with Fortin. It's the F word. Fair enough. <laughs> I, I, I do want to know the history of wh- why that happened. It's new, yeah. but we're really we running strong yeah. with it. Yeah, we are. That. We've committed to the story. I did. I did. Yeah. I just like Pavlov's dog drank yeah. when you guys did. <laughs> but, wait, wasn't there a Someone, cat? Wait a minute. This fucked me wasn't up on Instagram <laughs> because it fucked this person up on Instagram that they posted oh, it. Cat. That someone was like, you know, Pavlov's dogs is like... Dogs got trained, like when they heard to the salivate, bell, yeah. they would salivate because they thought they were going to get get oh. fed. Yeah. I'm but thinking of Schrodinger's cat. No, that's yeah. the way yeah. you, that's, that's like the possibility yeah. has yet to be determined. Yeah. Right, but but someone wrote, 
Someone told me that when the bell rang, Pavlov probably thought of feeding his dogs because it was the thing that he did to make the dogs think that oh, they were going to wow. get fed. And it fu- has fucked me up. And I'm like, read that. I'm like, oh my God, it's so true. That's like Pavlov's. Yeah. Pavlov didn't just train the dogs. He trained himself. He messed himself up. Yes. He did. Yes, exactly. And I'm like, I'm totally Pavlov of Pavlov's (laughs) dogs. Wow. I'm so trained. Like when Aristotle holds up any sign that begins with an F, I'm going to be like, I should think about drinking. That's funny. Yeah. It's a man Aristotle. So you bought back your childhood. So I bought back my childhood. (laughs) And then uh, then around, I want to say 2014. Say it. 2014. Yeah. I just was on. I was just on the Facebook and wrote, "I want to start playing D anD D again." And then Yuri Lowenthal, oh, literally an hour later, there's a knock at yeah. my door, and he's holding the starter <laughs> kit, and he goes, "Me too. Happy birthday!" And he hands oh, me. Oh, I love you. I mean, kit. he's been on Drunksmiths before. The best. I was so sad, and you and I had this conversation <laughs> when I told you were like when I asked you to come on Drunksmiths. Mm-hmm. Yuri had like a house party today, like a holiday party, yep. and the, I got invited, and I was like, "Fuck." Not only can I not go to Yuri's holiday party, but I can't invite Yuri to be on Drunks. Yep, <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. like a double whammy uh, of the scheduling boom, where boom. I was like, damn it. I not only She's do I. She's drinking to that. Yeah. yeah. I was like, not only do I. forgot I, I had a drink in my hand. Do I lose a holiday, <laughs> but I also lose a guest. And Todd was like, <laughs> I'll come, but after Yuri's holiday party. And I was like, fuck, that, I wanted to go I to that too. I rubbed it in. I rubbed it in. friends for. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, So your favorite character to play? Right. Is uh, well, so just to catch us up, uh, I didn't start playing because I went. I I went and booked. Well, I have the kit now, and Yuri's like, I want to play. Yeah. But then I booked twelve monkeys and left. I left. Yeah. The country. Yeah, you went to Canada for four years. As you raise your hand with your twelve monkeys tattoo. Yeah, right. See, that's another you have a 12 one, monkey yeah. tattoo? Oh, that's yeah, really dude. cool. Dude, what? Yeah. yeah. When did you um, get that? For after this season is season? I got that in Prague yeah, when yeah, we Prague, were yeah, um, yeah. shooting our final season. Yeah. yeah. Listen, for the same reason that it was amazing to have Taylor Gray on the show, to be like, listen, I'm an actor and I booked this job that threw me into a very uh, fan-based yeah. world and I just fully admitted that like, all I knew was the basic... The, the basic ABCs of this world. Todd's the exact opposite. Where it's like he books these fan based jobs, but he's the person who is so already fully engrossed in yeah, these I, environments. It, it, Does that help in auditions? Like when you admit that you're a fan, is that playing with it or against it? Will you? Really? You've, I, to I think you've told this story on our podcast before, but Maybe. it's been, it's pro- it was probably your first Drunk Smith. Will you please tell the story of your audition for 12 monkeys because it's something that sticks with me all the time like when you it's it's the, it's the moment of you walking into the waiting room and seeing the people you oh were yes okay against. yeah yes. Th- this is the thing that i think is so, so cool so uh i went into uh i just it was just another audition yeah and then i and and, and the character breakdown was this kind of roughneck marine ed harris type and i looked around the room and it was roughneck marine ed harris types in the room and i'm kind of not that yeah and so i'm like well i'm not gonna out tough these guys and as i read the breakdown i'm like okay this guy's a warlord he runs a, an army of 200 people who are all armed i'm like well if they got all the guns he doesn't <laughs> have to be the tough one uh. and in order to kind of win over 200 people 
he should probably be charming. So when I went in, I played him a little. You rolled high on your charisma. charisma. (laughs) I did. Yeah. Um, And and so I went in and I just was kind of sarcastic and weird, little Bill Murray ish. Uh, I think I curtsied. In the in the there's a moment wow, where the character really? character introduces himself to the other character, <laughs> and then and then I curtsied, and then later I find out from Terry Metalis, the uh, show creator, Terry. goes, "Well, the curtsy is what booked you the role." Wow, yeah. uh, one tiny thing. Huh? Yeah, he's this like, "You were doing. Constantly. Everybody else was coming in, and they were all super talented people in yeah. the room. I just was like, well." I kind of read a different version of this guy, yeah. and that different version turned, I'm proud to say, turned a four-episode guest star into a four-season series. And you, amazing, you had man. such a cool arc on that show. It's For fun. anyone who hasn't watched 12 Monkeys, I mean, we've had you on before. I think we've had you on- With Terry. Yeah, you, we had, yeah, we've had you on with Terry, but uh, yeah. like since we've had you on Drunksmith, you have been on 12 Monkeys. So it's, like people yeah, who coming, are listening, on, yeah. like hopefully they've it's already watched it. It's all on Hulu it. now. Yes, so what- yeah. It's such a cool take on a sci-fi property that has already existed and you thought already existed from beginning yeah. to end. Yeah, it has and that Battlestar thing where it yes. where it carved out its own brand new mythology. Yeah. And and you guys were very lucky in a way that I mean it's never it's never easy to hear your show is going to end. But you were told your show was going to end, and then were given the ability to have an ending. Uh, yeah. Well, we were told <laughs> we were they they picked up season three and four at the same time, and then were told season four will be the end. Yeah. So the writers could go great. Yeah. Let's start That's writing not... one story. Yeah. Yeah. It was really because yeah. there's there so many times, and you see it a lot with network shows where it's so clear that a show has been told, listen. You're probably not getting picked up again. <laughs> wrap, and things the sh- up. wrap things up, <laughs> yeah. and then they get to the episode. Like they they write like the end up, of, up, up. and yeah. then they're like, you know what? We none of our pilots worked out. Guess what? You get another eight, twelve episodes, really? and it's like, oh shit! I, think, we, I thought we finished the storyline. Let's like season five of Supernatural. Like yeah. clearly, Eric Kripke goes, I'm going to do five seasons. And yeah. you watch that season finale or series finale, it felt like, and then like in the last five minutes, they're like, but the door's still open. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, uh, all right. Well, apparently 24. Now, 10 years later. The, yeah. the show 24, which was so clearly scripted to be a show that was 24 episodes long. Pretty brilliant idea. Was too, originally way, yeah. only picked up for 12 episodes. <laughs> yeah. So the writers wrote it to end at, at 12 well, episodes. Hysterical. And uh, as they were shooting episode eight, they were like, you got picked up for the full 24. And they went, stretch it out. Fuck. <laughs> so if you watch that fir- first season of 24, <laughs> it actually halfway through feels like it could end. But yeah. then something like reboots. Hilarious if the like, actors are like, I yeah. wonder <laughs> yeah. what's going yeah i mean listen happen. i did, I did this show this is i mean this is such a like <laughs> long shot but like i did one of the very first originally scripted streaming shows on hulu it was a show called battleground mm-hmm. and um it was a show that we we got picked up for the full season one we shot the full season one and when the guy uh, when jd walsh the guy who created the show sold the show he was like this is a five season show mm. he was like it will not be more than five seasons. It will not be less than five seasons. You either like you need yeah. to know that you're picking it up because the storyline is properly progressed yeah. over five seasons. Wow. 
Hulu bought the first season. We shot the first season, and then they were like, "We want to, we want to do season two. but Hulu didn't want to pick up all the characters from season one. Nope. I don't know how much of this I'm allowed to say. I kind of don't give a fuck at this point. I'm sure. Fortify. For, oh <laughs> shit! Touch your cheeky thing. So there were seven. There were technically seven series regulars from season one. And those seven series regulars are supposed to carry through through five seasons. Uh-huh. Hulu didn't want to bring all seven back. They only wanted to bring three or four of us back. I was actually one of those three or four. God bless. But like. God bless. Yeah. But everyone. they didn't want to bring anyone. Our, our creator fought to bring everyone back because he was like, this is the storyline that the show was created around. Yeah. Right. And then. So he he fights. He brings everyone's back. We get picked up for season two, and a month before we're supposed to picked up for, we're supposed to start shooting season two. Hulu gets cold feet and goes, "You know what? The streaming thing. We don't know if that's actually going to work out. We're not going to put all this money into season two of a show. We're not positive it's going to work out. Right. We get canceled. Ugh. Three months later is when House of Cards came out, and Oop. House of Cards was the Killed show it, yeah. that switched everyone over to go. You know what? There's fucking good shows on streaming services. Uh. And I always like I'm I'm one of the few people who knows exactly how those five seasons of Battleground were supposed to play out with all of those characters. Wow. And that's the thing that like execs who are the people who aren't necessarily the creatives don't yeah. realize is that when people create a show, they create it for X amount of time. And then when you go, that X amount of time either has to shorten to, you know, T amount of time or expand to Z amount of time. It doesn't necessarily work with the storylines. Like no. you sometimes just have to trust the creator. Yeah, that's like movies. Totally you know, agree. it's a whole movie. Is yeah. it going to yes. be ninety minutes? Is it going to be two hundred minutes? Whatever it yeah. is, it's a whole movie because you tell the whole story. Yeah. And I think yeah. it's the same thing with TV shows. It's like I need X amount of seasons. Yeah, like this is my entire thing. And it's like, well, I didn't really go with the first one, so you're gonna can well, it. And, and, like, you and didn't that's give it a why, chance. like, I'm so yeah. thankful for Twelve Monkeys. Me too. Because that was a show that I didn't watch right away. And Bought you my fu- nerd lair. Yeah, you fucking called me out on it. You're like, you would love this show, Allison. And I was like, okay, fine, I'll watch it. And then I watched it, and I was like, this is my life. Ah, yeah. I love fucking Twelve Monkeys. It was, yeah, we we had such a small but deeply passionate. Yeah, and there are rewatch podcasts. Oh, I have friends that are just losing their. Every time it's like I need to show you what Trump Muggers. Yeah, and you have like such such an incredible character arc on that show. Yeah. Which is uh, yeah. which is something that I watch, knowing you. Yeah, I watch it and go, okay, that is yes, uh, uh, that is a good hand to the writers, knowing that this was a cool thing to do with the show, but also almost entirely Todd walking onto that set and being like, I can give you a character who can do this. Well, you know, it, it was, it, and I think it started from the audition forward where I delivered what I can do. This is what I do. And I think Terry and the writers went, we could use that ingredient. In yeah. This, this is a very, especially season one, very dour season. And so much of that season was on the shoulders of Aaron Stanford. Mm-hmm. And I think in order for a show to have legs and, and Aaron would, would testify because he was exhausted. Oh. Uh, in order for a show to have legs, it has to be an ensemble. So it needed to open up more and they needed to bring in B storylines and C storylines and and beef up their ensemble. So I was going into the end of, I had like four episodes of season one, technically two full ones and the little tags. And then Terry came to me while I was shooting the season, end of season one. And he's like, I have so many ideas for Deacon for season two. I'm like, 
well, it's oh, it's gonna be pilot season, so you got to put a ring on it. And yeah. he, he, he immediately <laughs> that's such a good way to put it. Yes, <laughs> he immediately went because you yep. were not a series regular no, for series one. No. Yeah, you and, and, and like, this is this is a little inside baseball. Mm-hmm. Well, what people don't understand is that unless you're a series regular on the show, unless you have been contracted to be like we own you, we pay you to own you, so yeah. you don't do other stuff. You as an actor can do anything else you want. And you were a recurring character yep. in season one. You were not a series regular. Uh, not. Meant, which meant anyone else could technically, quote unquote, buy you. Well, I could just go get a job yeah. that took Anywhere. me to Georgia for yes. uh, yeah. wherever. And and so Terry immediately uh, put his money where his mouth was. And he uh, texted casting and said, take Stashwick off the market. Before they even knew they had a season two, oh, they wow. said if they then made a deal and then... Uh, when the season premiered was kind of a great thing because there was a big viewing party for the premiere of season one. And I was invited to that party the day my deal closed. So like my deal, my deal happened to close on the same day. They were like, I'm going to go get drunk up for your dime. I went went to this party and was like, I'm now part of the family officially. That makes a difference. It was lovely. lovely. And then because going back to what you were saying about the arc, because they chose to take this character who in season one was an antagonist. Yeah. I'm not gonna say official villain, but he was an antagonist. Absolutely. There was obviously yeah. bigger yeah, fish yeah, yeah, to yeah. fry that were villains. But I sort of came in and sort of bottled episodes the antagonist of the week, which is my bread and butter. <laughs> and uh and because of that, they had to create an arc and had to make me part of the team. But to take this guy who kind of everybody hated and throw him in the middle of everything. Yeah. We now got to work with this guy because the world's ending. I mean, you're literally the Jamie Lannister of the 12 Monkeys Very universe. much so. Very and much so. And everyone knows on this podcast how much I love Jamie Lannister yeah. and on it, Game and of it, Thrones. And yeah. as, as Terry put it beautifully, he said, he goes, he's kind of a sociopathic Han Solo. And I'm oh. like, you read my dream journal. There like, is, yeah. you gave me <laughs> the role that I have yes. been wanting to play because I play so many villains, but my heart is, as a scoundrel, my heart is to, to play. To play the villain who's not really the bad guy. Chaotic yeah. neutral. <gasps> See? You guys all know that? I only learned that from you guys if you don't. Yeah. 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 Right. So okay. back to what you were saying. I play a sorcerer. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Wait, thank you. Okay, so t- as like 12 Monkeys... Clearly ended. You're now doing your one-offs in the uh-huh. nerd lair. Is yeah. that something you're going to continue? Slash, will you bring? Yeah, me? yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. I'm like, I, please bring me back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, <laughs> did you say for another episode? Another episode of your nerd <laughs> lair. Yeah, that's all I want to do. Yeah, so the nerd lair. Basically, I, I took my garage and con- converted it's it into the 80s gorgeous. basement of my dreams. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like maybe there's an Atari 2600 and a C- CRT TV. There is like every lazy awesome boy, pop basically. figure that you could imagine on his walls. There's some. 12 Monkeys memorabilia. Yeah, that's cool, um, man. Yeah, and then I, yeah. I have a, I have like a D20 lamp that hangs over my yeah. table. It's a, it's a, it's a thing of beauty. I even got like D and D themed pillows, yeah. and I have a, I have a map of Greyhawk and I have a map of the, the Forgotten Realms rugs. That's oh, really? Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, so if you, if you, if you pour water on it, is it water deep? Well played. Oh. Do I say fortify? <laughs> you do now. Oh. Um, but yeah, so, uh, I do them because, because to finish the story, then when I was training for season three of 12 monkeys, cause I had to go through this 
like prison transformation. Oh, I remember that because yeah. you and I were like, well, let's meet up for lunch. By the way, I'm only leading, I'm eating, eating lettuce and water. I'm eating air, yeah. Yeah, you were like, oh. I'm not eating anything. And I was like, I'm eating all the things. Yeah, it, but it was <laughs> it was amazingly, it was a cool experience. And uh, it introduced me to people that became lifelong friends, David Nett and Christy Black. And oh, yeah. David yeah, yeah. Uh, was like, okay, well, when you finish 12 Monkeys, let's, uh, let's get a D&D game together. And so it was the end of 2017, finished 12 Monkeys, I started playing D&D again. So I've been playing for two years now, back from 32 years of That's not crazy. crazy. Yeah. And I DM for my daughter, yeah. who's 11. Really? And no her, way. She's also like a fucking rock star. Dude. She's a rock star. Yeah, and I, so all of her 11-year-old friends, so she's the age cool. I was yeah. when I started Get playing. Get out of here. That must be like, awesome I, to I play know, that with your daughter. I know Todd's daughter, and she's just, like, she's one of those, like, 11-year-old girls that you meet, and you're like, why are you so much cooler than me? Because <laughs> it's okay to be a nerd nowadays. Yes, exactly. Not when you were 11. like, oh, fuck, you're 11 and you've got so much time ahead she's, of me. She's so collected. That's awesome. She'll yeah. be running the, the barren wastelands of our post-climate change totally. world. <laughs> Good, she will be God. Master Blaster. <laughs> yes. She'll be Furiosa. Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, so uh, I do one shots once a month so that I can DM because I love it and I DM for her and then I have an ongoing that I, I'm a character in. Oh, next. No, this is already, it's going to pass. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say next weekend I'm doing the charity event. Happy New Year. Thing, oh, yeah. But it'll be. This, this, right this is our December 31st. This is the last Yay. episode of 2019. Nice. Yeah. Is there anything Maybe you want to like, what, like, what was 2019 for you? What's your New Year's resolutions, Todd? Uh, no? No? Yeah. All right. All right. New Year's resolution. Like New Year's oh, resolution, New Year's have it no longer be 2019. I, that's fine. I think no. I'm going to achieve it. I'm going to achieve it. Very easy. There you go. We play I think D&D. you'll get that. We will, well, we'll all play D&D. Th- this yeah. is actually a great question. What do you guys feel like for 2020? Uh, get back to me. I have no idea. I, uh, I gotta get listen, my green I gave shot. you great hair products. You better use them. <laughs> then my I feel resolution like is to have better hair better next hair. year. Yeah. Then, yeah, okay. Yeah. That's my resolution. How about you, Mon? Um, to plant my, to, to put my roots down somewhere. I love that. Yeah. So oh I can actually boy. start growing. Listen, I'm going to wow. be. Oh, I like it. That's, I that's like I, I'm someone who uh, out of the, the three people, the three other people who are currently speaking on this podcast, I feel like I'm the closest to all of you. And You're I understand the ligature. that. What? You're the ligature. Yeah. The ligature. But I also mm. I also look at all three of you and understand what 2019 was yeah. to all three of you yeah. individually. Yeah. And that was not. It, like I, I experienced a very t- different 2019 than the 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 three of you, and I I totally get that, and I feel like the the it's like interesting look back on my 2019 and go, 2019 just happened. When I look at the three people here, I'm like, that's not the same experience that the three of you yeah. had. Yeah, and that's very interesting. I mean, not to. Not to bring it super down, no, but, but that, what you're referencing is I lost my father. Right, and, yeah. I, and I I know that as your Two your friend. Ago, yeah. Yes, and uh, I and for the people I share this podcast with, like I know what you guys have experienced in this po- like, like yeah, that's the thing. Nineteen's been the worst one so far. Yeah, and and I know what Tom's gone through in this. Yeah. Like that's the thing, and yeah. and that hasn't been my experience of this year. So I guess the the one thing I can say is to my three friends who I'm speaking to currently now is like. 
you will have years where this isn't the worst year or the well, suckiest year or where you go It'll already shitty. fundamentally be better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, it can't but, get that much by worse. By definition. Now, right. work-wise, uh, I had a great second half of the year. Yeah. Right. I, you know, I, I, the work has been steady, writing. Can you tell us is, something that you're going yeah. to be in? Uh, or can, can uh, you, you don't have to it'll if have you already can't. started because my first I did three episodes ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and then you shut your mouth say Marvel it's say, the 31st of December uh, right Plus. now <laughs> you're like how's uh, my they may have already aired so uh, I did uh, I did episodes of SWAT Oh, oh yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, great. By the way, yeah. uh, American Horror Story 1984. Oh, yes, I did. Dude, that was awesome. Did oh, my God, the camp, the camp site. Sorry, sorry yeah. to cut you off, but that, that was okay. When I oh, showed up I mean, episodes, I was like, holy shit. I texted Jess, yeah. like, Todd's in that? She's yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, <laughs> that's good, I man. did, uh, yeah, so I did Mayans. And I did, oh, you did Mayans? Yeah. I did a, dude, you're I busy. Did a couple Mayans. I did three episodes of SWAT. I'm working on another show right now that. There's an Aussie on SWAT. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, I, I worked. Him. I worked with him. He's lovely. Alex. Yeah, right? Alex. Lovely. Yeah, I know Alex. Um, yeah. And then I did a romantic comedy in Boston. Did you? Directed yes. by Dennis Dugan, which really? was really blast, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, it was super fun. Get out of here, like, Todd. Like, legitimately, you're one of my, my you're one of my like quote unquote actor friends who yep. like I'm never worried about. <laughs> if that makes any sense, <laughs> like well, I then. always know, even if you're not a series regular on a fucking TV show, mm. I'm like. Todd will always work, okay. and he might not always work in me. How's he might pressure? not always work in your. <laughs> How's that pressure? Yeah, no, Todd no, no, no. Always work. I, but I, I mean, sure. like, I, I'm sure in Todd's point of view, he'll go, "Fuck, I haven't worked in X in X amount of time." And that is scary, and I understand it because I have the same exact feelings. Like, yeah, yeah. But as an outside person, I look at you and go. But that's that's always going to end. You are always going to have a moment where you will fucking work, because at, in the worst case scenario, I will hire you. Well, I've also, that's I've also, good beer. Yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> I also, I also uh, have you know diversified. So I, so I, 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 I write uh, and and get paid to yeah, do you're that. Fucking kick ass at that so too. So between the two, I try to keep one of those plates spinning at all times. Yeah, so smart. yeah. Yeah. So 2020, uh, more of that. Yes. You know, and I want to. Tr- my wife is turning 50, so we're, we want to travel. Which is also insane because I th- I was just at she your looks birthday so party a while, young. and I'm like the two of you. I'm like, how are you yeah. the age how that you are? In our the 50s? age. <laughs> you're in your 50s. I'm 51. Yeah. Yeah. We. I just went to his birthday party because yeah. like your 50th was not. No, I was. My fiftieth was oh, it was just at Idle Hour. Yeah, you didn't have and a that, huge but cause party. But because I went, because I went, we went to Hawaii for right, oh, right, right, right. And your yeah. wife was very graciously like, "Listen, it's his birthday. He's had a tough year. We are this going year, to do yeah. a thing." And so we did like a surprise party for his birthday. Yeah, his 50 very first sweet. Birthday. That's yeah, sweet. yeah, that was which sweet. was amazing. But I was also like, "How is my friend Todd fifty one? This is insane because <laughs> you look so fucking good." Well, you're very <laughs> kind. You're very kind. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It. Uh, it, yeah. uh, it 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 you suddenly look up and you are, yeah. that's the thing. I've been in LA going on twenty years, like, and yeah. that, and I had a whole like life in Chicago, and a life in New York, and I have a twenty two year old son, like, yeah. Which Facebook keeps recommending as a friend for me. Yeah. No, so here's the thing. <laughs> Wait, Maude, you'll hear. 
Like because I I think because I'm friends with Todd and his wife on Facebook, it keeps recommending his son Oscar, as yeah. like you should be friends with this person, and I'm like, who's a, an amazing animator? No, and he's is he really? And he I know Oscar, and he's great. Well, we but there's that, something yeah. about Facebook recommending being like you should be friends with this 22 year old person, and I'm like. No, I shouldn't. Facebook, that's inappropriate. <laughs> but if he, yeah, yeah, if it was just a random twenty-two-year-old guy, you wouldn't think about it. No, exactly. But because it's your but son, he's my I'm kid. Like, oh. yeah. Because I've also known him since he was like sixteen. Yeah, in like in swaddling know. clothes. Yeah. Uh, no, he wasn't swaddling at sixteen. No, 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 no. no. Okay, Todd, where can people find you on the socials and find all your shit? Uh, on the Twitter, Todd Stashwick. On Insta, T Stashwick. That's, That's kind of enough. That's great. <laughs> you can awesome. you can do well with that. Apparently on SWAT for a few episodes. I'll be doing some SWAT and then uh, great. Yeah, it was you know what? it was fun. Everyone's was fun. home with their families at this point, and they're probably forced to watch SWAT. <laughs> I would rather, yeah, well, they'll have seen it. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. probably will have aired. Great. But Twelve Monkeys, there's four seasons on. Hulu. Go watch that. Watch like that. literally, if you're looking for something to binge, it's a fantastic it's fucking a, sci-fi. It's a great binge. It, it is. It is a solid from start to finish sci-fi show that you should. And like, season one pays off in season four. And how often wow. can you yes. say that? And you uh, and you sort of don't expect it because of the fact that it's based on a, an amazing an sci-fi movie. An additional property. Yeah. Like it's sort of one of those things that you're like you expect yeah. to be really. I, I, well-drawn characters. Yes. You, you you sort of are like, Super it's going, interestingly you cast. go in thinking it's going to be less than, and it, it's not and it even remotely. And it, like, yeah. as, a, as a nerd uh, who yeah. has Star Wars and Batman tattoos, well, I, go, I go, I go, I go, I go, I would watch 12 yeah. Monkeys even if I wasn't on it. It's Fully. like, we just were in the top 10 uh Shows of the decade. Whoa. Yeah. On, on, on a, That's what I mean. It's a, a great online. fucking show. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really good. That's awesome. I'm proud of to have been part of that. Yeah. 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 You guys good? Yeah. All right. Fortify. For, oh, oh fuck! We got a drink. <laughs> okay. If you want, you, 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 you got you have some of your beer in that. If you want to email us, email us at halfhourhappyourfans at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, halfhourhappyhr. Please subscribe to us. Rate us. Send us um, reviews. reviews. iTunes. Search Half Hour Happy Hour Ladies Night. Make sure you drop a five star review. Be nice. Be sweet. We don't care. Make whatever words. Just give it five stars. <laughs> Monzo on it. Um, that is it for day 11. You guys, uh, goodbye 2019. Uh, happy off. Don't let the door hit you. Fuck ya. off 2019. <laughs> that has been it for the Half Hour Happy Hour 2020 Ladies is the year we get rid of Trump. Hey, Future Board, yeah, there we I go. hope you get a kiss well, tonight, it. baby. Ooh, yeah, girl. Come yeah, on, Future Board. wants to get a kiss tonight. Uh, I'm Allison Hayslip. Ooh. I'm Maud Garrett. And thank you, Tom. White Wine Man Dango, Helping Hands, Krajewski. New shoes. Hey. New shoes. New. I have a lot of shoes. I just don't wear them all. They're just very clean. Oh. Thank They're you. Very clean shoes. Thank Todd, thank you for joining Thanks us. Thanks for having me. This has been amazing. Thanks for being Absolute treat. Goodbye, 2019. Good riddance. Star Bands Avenue, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.